Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. This is Friday, the 14th day of October in the year of our Lord, 2022. I will be talking about how President Joe Biden casually discusses the possibility of nuclear annihilation, even the probability of it. He refers to the growing likelihood of nuclear war with Russia as Armageddon, but he does nothing to turn down the rhetoric openly suggests that it is where war with Russia is headed. Generally, the term Armageddon refers to an end of the world scenario. I don't remember an American president during my lifetime, which runs from Truman to Biden, using that term before. I remember the Cuban Missile Crisis quite well, as I was 13 or 14 years old at the time. Everyone was terrified, even in the rural area Where my family lived, the newspapers and TV told us where the priority targets were located for the Russian ICBM soon to be incoming. I had a job delivering newspapers. I remember the homes with blankets over their windows to prevent flying glass. People were afraid to come to the door to pay me. That was legitimate terror with nuclear missiles only 90 miles away from our shore, Kennedy and Khrushchev. Worked it out in a mutually beneficial deal to save the world. Kennedy removed American missiles from Turkey just over the Bosporus from Russia. And Khrushchev removed Russian missiles from Cuba. No confrontation on the high seas. No inflammatory rhetoric that made diplomacy impossible in America. We assumed we won. And in Russia, I'm sure the Russians thought they won. The two sides Fought each other for 45 years. Their wars were both real and proxy. From Korea to Vietnam to Afghanistan, they tried to weaken each other and break each other's resolve, but nuclear weapons were not threatened or discussed as a possibility. Their presence was obvious, but the threat of their use was too terrifying. But the fear and respect of those weapons doesn't seem to exist anymore. Thursday night, October 6th, the President of the United States was in New York City for a fundraising dinner for the Democrat elite, I assume to save the Democrat majority from midterm election annihilation. This was a fundraising dinner, and the president was the keynote speaker. He spoke with the usual rant about her horrible domestic enemies, Republican, semi-fascist, abortion, the dangers of climate change, so on and so forth. But right in the middle of all that MAGA Republican nonsense, he casually started talking about nuclear annihilation. Ron Paul, in his Campaign for Liberty newsletter, warned us of the danger of that speech. Quote, never in the Cold War was an American president so casual and careless about the prospect of nuclear war, end quote. Cold War presidents apparently felt no desire to terrify the American people. Democrats and Republicans alike tried to reassure the public that everything would be all right, that we could get through this together. Whichever this we were afraid of at that time, President Biden apparently has no such fear and is totally devoid of respect for Russia and its approximately 6,000 nuclear weapons. This administration seems more reckless than cautious. It's arrogant, full of itself, almost bursting with hubris. It backs up its military mistakes and misinterpretations with dangerous rhetoric. My theory is that this is no bluff and is an indication of what the people, whoever they are, running this administration's policy are actually thinking or planning. The Biden Health Department, the same one that gave us the COVID lockdown and the ineffective vaccine they ordered us to take, 
They announced that they have spent $290 million on the drug to treat radiation sickness in the event of a nuclear emergency. The administration violates the fundamental rules established over decades for dealing with nuclear powers never in the history of the proxy conflicts between these two nations as either one conducted itself like this. The Russians supplied MiG-15 jets to the Koreans and taught them how to fly, occasionally even flying combat missions themselves. Vietnam was the same, and we did the same to them during their 10 years in Afghanistan. Both sides knew that a long, desperate, ultimately losing slog through those countries would be in the best interest of their adversary. Neither side in either war believed that their adversary would be beaten and broken with no options except surrender or the use of nuclear weapons. No leader, either Russian or American, was that stupid. But this American president is different. The other day, retired general, former director of the CIA, David Petraeus, said that if Putin used nuclear weapons, the U.S. would destroy the Russian military. Paul Craig Roberts, in one of his commentaries, wondered how anyone that stupid could have achieved four-star rank administration actions in Ukraine are a violation of Sun Tzu's rules of war, the great Chinese tactician whose ancient book, The Art of War, was required. Reading during my military training, I would wager it's on the bookshelves of most military officers. Defining war for thousands of leaders, Sun Tzu would have been appalled by the way the Biden administration deals with Russia. One of his rules was that when your enemy is beaten, leave him a golden bridge over which he may retreat. If nuclear weapons had existed in his day, perhaps he would have advised us not to leave a very dangerous opponent with no other way out. That kind of advice is really just common sense for a normal person of even modest intelligence, but it seems lost on this one. This administration would rather push humanity to the brink of Armageddon while the administration poured some $65 billion into Ukraine. At this point, officials of the Department of Defense are telling soldiers to apply for food stamps. That concept is outrageous when one thinks about it. Soldiers can't feed their families without food stamps while multi-billions are poured into a conflict that is of no strategic interest to the United States. That, plus the indoctrination of their children in anti-American ideology, critical race theory, LGBT politics, all while they attend some 160 on-base schools worldwide helps to explain some of the problems. None of the armed services are meeting recruiting goals right now. <clears throat> the Army in particular is down 25%. The Department of Defense reaction is to reduce the number of troops required to be combat ready. All services that fly, especially the Air Force, are critically short of qualified pilots. I'll wager the pilots who remain know all the correct pronouns, though, post-Vietnam and after the dollar was cut loose from its restraints. The U.S. built the greatest military force in the history of the world. With an unlimited black budget, with DARPA research, it built the most modern, high-tech, futuristic weapons ever devised. The soldiers were the best educated, the best motivated ever. But this administration chose to destroy all that, while at the same time casually discussing Armageddon. How can that be? How can anyone so... Completely stupid to achieve such levels in government. How could all those Ivy League lawyers that populate every administration turn out to be lunatics? A few weeks ago, I did a Castle report called The World is Run by Lunatics, in which I attempted to answer that question. Then, 
I started to think about the possibility that I might be looking at it from a wrong direction. What if they're not stupid and they're not lunatics? What if this administration is more than just a series of really dumb mistakes? What if the president knows exactly what he's risking when he talks about Armageddon? In other words, what if they're doing it on purpose? I suppose they could be lunatics and still doing it on purpose. Maybe anyone who does it on purpose is a lunatic. I've believed for a long time that the destruction of the identity of the American people was intentional. When you don't like or even respect America, when you have no religion, no nation, you don't even know which gender you are, you can be made into the perfect global citizen. In response to my The World is Run by Lunatics report, I received an email, which I want to share with you. I won't share the person's name for privacy reasons, but this is the email he sent to me. Quote, The world is not run by lunatics. It's run largely by people with an evil, pernicious agenda striving to establish a single, centralized, worldwide socialist dictatorship governed by scheming men and women who plan to gain total control over all the Earth's resources, human resources, natural resources, agricultural resources, industrial manufacturing resources, economic financial resources, intellectual resources, educational resources, etc., and to control the lives of people like us for their convenience. It seems to accomplish this goal they are striving to accomplish the following changes in all parts of our planet. Population reduction, impoverishment of all people but themselves, control of where people live, control of where and how people work, ownership and control of all housing, control of accommodation and care of the elderly and the infirm, control of food production, and distribution, control of wages, salaries, control of the cost of goods and services, control of health care, control of education of children and of adult education, control of a single police force, control of a single military force, a single currency, very likely, a digital currency over which they have control and access, increased ability to create money, wealth out of nothing, confiscation of privately owned firearms, end quote. Well, I thank the gentleman who sent me this information by email. He put what many of us have been thinking and reading about for years into a very succinct form. If he is correct, then his premise explains everything. What if he's wrong and instead stupid, dumb mistakes explain everything? I have more trouble believing that every person in every administration for decades has been that stupid than I do in believing that this gentleman is right. Finally, folks, this email is perhaps one man's thoughts, but I don't think so. In order to understand what's happening to us, we must be willing and courageous enough to speak the truth as it is revealed to us. But to do so labels us as the lunatics or even worse, dangerous extremists. This is a state of the truth in this modern world of instantaneous communication. Once again, I thank the gentleman for his courage in stating what he believes to be true. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.